Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. My across-the-street neighbor, who doesn't live here yet but built a barn, has left a sprinkler on for 14 hours. I want to turn it off, but I don't want to interrupt something he might be doing on purpose. Or, frankly, get yelled at. If someone came over here and turned a sprinkler off, I'd probably feel violated. He's watering his front yard, which is all dry grass, cut low, thank heavens, and a few odd plantings of short conifers. One hour would have sufficed to wet it down and keep it alive. He might be reseeding or something, but 14 hours seems excessive even for that. I don't have his number, and I regularly forget his name, which is embarrassing, but there you have it. The porousness of my brain these days is another story. What would you do in this case? There isn't a water police yet, and if there were, I would be loath to phone them. I can't possibly call the sheriff. It's one of those long, low-arcing sprays that goes in one direction and then comes back again, making the famous ticking noise that sprinklers make. Since I don't know where his hose bib is, trying to shut it off is going to get me very wet. But it's hella hot already, so that isn't such a problem. It might feel great. We're supposed to be using 20% less water than last year and are going to be fined if we don't. I'm in full agreement with this necessity, but don't know how to measure either what last year's was or how much we're using now. I also share a water bill with two other people, though I pay most of it in the summer since I have a garden. I did buy us buckets to shower with so we could save the runoff water and use it for plants and toilet flushing, and I know we're all flushing less than we used to. I'm no saint, though. One of my drip systems is completely silent, and a few months ago I left it on overnight, not remembering. Now I set an alarm on my phone and also leave an outside light on to remind me. Meanwhile, bomber planes are flying over the house today. At 6 a.m., the Frenchtown fire, 40 miles away, was 90 acres and 25% contained. I'm on the flight path from where planes refuel and any northwestern blazes. It reminds me of World War II movies and one of my older friends describing her youth in London during the Blitz. Not the same terror as being strafed myself, of course, but still nerve-wracking. The climate chaos we're facing now is indeed like a war, requiring alertness and sacrifices, like getting used to the smell in the bathroom and watching my unwatered pear tree die at the edge of the yard, and wearing masks. These are peanuts compared to most of the world, and I think we'll look ridiculously puny in another year when we're facing food shortages from the Central Valley and more of our towns have burned. Not to mention having power shutoffs on 105-degree days and dealing with the next pandemic. I think I'd better go turn off that sprinkler. I'll leave the guy a note. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.